folks, Paul Reddick here, and I got an email that pissed me off, and I want to illustrate a really, um, I'm trying to think of a nice word, I can't think of one, idiotic way we think about baseball development. Idiotic's probably the nicest thing I could muster up right now. So this email more or less said um, his son was told by one of the travel ball coaches that he should probably think about maybe playing some other sports because if he wasn't playing at the elite level by now, that it was really going to be hard for him because the other kids were going to kind of pass him by and he wouldn't be able to catch up. We get a lot of emails like that. If you have a story like that, email it to me at 567pitcher at gmail, 567pitcher at gmail. Um, I want to hear it. We're creating a huge gap in development in this country. I've talked about it in other videos. From these 11, 12, 13, and 14 year old years where the late developing players are not getting enough time to become the players that they could be. Let me illustrate how idiotic this is. It's the only level of baseball that we give like virtually zero development time to classify someone to play at the next level. If someone came in as a freshman in high school, we would never expect that freshman in high school to play varsity, right? I know it happens, but 99% of freshmen play freshman. And then they move to JV. And then when they're a junior, they play varsity, right? I know some sophomores play varsity, but the vast majority, it's used a two-year development time between the time they enter high school and they play varsity. A freshman in college, very rarely does a freshman enter a college program and become a starter in college. It's usually a one to two year development program. That's even for players that are recruited. Most college coaches are going to give a player at least a year, even division one, to adapt to the college game. A player that's drafted the first round draft picks this year are not going to be in the major leagues a week after they get drafted, maybe even a year, two, three years. Some never make the leap to the major leagues. But we don't expect number one draft picks that they pay millions of dollars to, we don't expect them to go right to the major leagues. We expect, I think even Derek Jeter was like two, three years in the minors, Bryce Harper was a year or two in the minors. Even the greatest players that we have spend a development time of a few years in the minors. We would never expect a major league rookie to become an all-star or a significant player, what do we always say? He needs a couple of years to get adjusted to the game. He needs a couple of years to develop. He needs a couple of years to, to get, you know, to get an understanding of the game, really identify himself as a player. But if you're not elite by age 10, forget it. Forget it. So we have a two-year time frame for a freshman in high school to become a varsity player, at least a year or two, uh, minimum a year for a freshman in college to become a starter. Two, three, four, five years for a draft pick to become a major league player, if at all. And we're always conveniently giving major league rookies time to adapt to the game. Why aren't we extending the same timelines and courtesies that we do to these players to seven, eight, nine, and ten year old players? This is creating a very dangerous gap in our development. And as many of you know, our daily newsletter. Our daily email goes out to 284,000 people. We get lots of replies. We get lots of emails. A lot of you guys send me emails at 567pitcher at gmail. We talk to more people than anyone else in the game on a daily basis. And I'm telling you, this development gap is going to start to hurt the game if we don't create more opportunities 
for players that aren't elite by the time they're age 10. So I want to hear it. If you got a story like this, send it to me because uh, I feel it, it. I feel as our duty as a business is uh, our, our our mantra is always make the game better. And I think one of the things we could do to make the game better is to turn a floodlight on this problem and do what we can. I don't know if we can fix it. I don't know if we can eliminate it. I don't know, but I, I do know we can make it better. And we can certainly bring attention to it. So if you've got a story like this, email it to me at 567pitcher at gmail. And if there's any other topics you want to see me cover and take on in, in the game of baseball, things that we need to fix, uh, things we need to get better at, let me know. Send me those suggestions as well. So have a great day. Thanks for uh, tuning in and listening. And uh, I hope maybe this made you think a little bit. Have a good one. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.